And hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Reaching and Teaching Podcast presented by CEI Esports. I'm your host, Robinson. I'm obviously joined by my co-host, Johnny. And we have a special guest, another special guest on the show. We have Seth Santos from Rutgers Esports Gaming. What's up, Seth? Good, good, good. How's everyone doing? Pretty, plan, pretty good. Plan. I'm not gonna lie, my arm is a little tingly because I was making some salami earlier today and then I fried it up and then it just jumped on my arm. So my arm is throbbing right now. <laughs> the, the oil just hit my arm. So it's like, oh, it feels weird. But uh, other than that, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Johnny, how you been? It's been a while. It's been a while, Johnny. It has been, has been lots going on, but uh, we're happy to be here with Rutgers Esports, man. Getting yeah, going. definitely. So Seth, uh, to start off, how did you get into esports? Yeah, so I had my uh, my begin in esports, uh, believe it or not, around like in middle school actually, when uh, Major League Gaming was a thing and Halo was the the biggest thing around. That was uh, that was my start in esports, and from there I just got into the community ever since, playing playing games and you know doing doing what we all do. Uh, do you have like a do you have like a favorite game that you used to play when you were young, like anything like that? Oh yeah, of course. Well, Halo. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. you. You must be pretty disappointed that they have to extend it to to next year when they the new Halo coming out. You yeah, must be I am, but uh, but you know what? It's a little bitter speaks. I know that they're taking the time of the game, but can't wait to see what they do with it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, what made you want to decide to go to Rutgers? Obviously, you're you're growing up. Uh, you you're 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 thinking about esports. What made you want to go into Rutgers? And how much did esports play a factor into it? Um, well, believe it or not, I actually had no idea that esports was a thing at Rutgers when I first joined. Um, I first heard of esports at Rutgers from the involvement fair that, um, that that's held in the summer of every year. Uh, but mm-hmm. what made me want to go to Rutgers is really just the fact that it's a, it's a research powerhouse and has a lot of good things going for it for the various programs that it has, especially in the STEM disciplines. And that's where I'm uh, mostly at. So what's the plus that you didn't really understand? even realize it had until you pretty much got there or through the involvement fair, you said? Yeah, through the involvement fair. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea because uh, in, in high school, I sort of dropped out of, you know, the whole esports community for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, as soon as I came to Rutgers, I really, I, I first saw like uh, a big game I was into at the time was a game called Osu. It's a, it's a rhythm game. Um, yeah. And I saw that Rutgers had a, had a community surrounding it and then found out that that was part of Rutgers esports. And, you know, and from there, it just, uh, that's, it, I just took off. Uh, tell us, tell us about that time where it took off. Like what, 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 what was your introduction? Like when you found out about it, who talked to you, what, what was going through your mind? Cause you just said you dropped out of high school esports and then you made, and then you like, all of a sudden you go to Rutgers and you're like, Oh, now nah, I want to, I want to take off and do this again. What, what, how, how did that happen? Yeah, really? It was, it was, you know, I, I, it was just the community, uh, that was, that really attracted me to it because, um, you know, I, I grew up and I'm sure a lot of people still have the, the notion that video games just sitting in your room to, you know occasionally talking to friends and yeah it, it just just having that sort of uh, introverted lifestyle um and then it wasn't until i got to Rutgers that i realized that you know esports video games is, is is not like that at all um you know we have these amazing events every year that brings the community together it's very very people oriented and you know brings so many people to to interact and hang out with each other and that's what ultimately got me into the esports community again, just because that I found out there was a whole community surrounding, uh, mm-hmm. you know, something that I enjoyed doing growing up, and it was nothing like what you know I was used to. So it was a nice surprise. Mm. What does uh, and you you are the president of the Rutgers team. What does how did you end up becoming the president of the Rutgers team? First of all, yeah, I mean, so the previous president was graduating, uh, so we were due for a new leadership, um, and I 
I ran for president of Rutgers Esports because, you know, I felt that over the years of me being an officer of the organization uh, since my sophomore year, that I've gained enough of the of skills and leadership that I felt I could lead the org into, uh, you know, new heights and explore new things and, you know, sort of take into a different direction than what was currently the mold for uh, about what seven years now since the org started mm -hmm. in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So. Can you elaborate on what your role entails? So, so when you got the job, did you have any expectations about what it would entail, seeing from your, your predecessor? But what is it kind of you know, on a day-to-day -day basis as a president of Rutgers Esports? Yeah, so the role was, um, you know, I, I, I understood that I would have to be the, the, the main guy, that had the, the one that everyone looks to whenever they see Rutgers Esports. Um, and also making sure that each of our different uh, teams, our different committees within the organization are communicating with each other, everything's going smoothly. And I just had to, you know, I just had to lead the charges to where we decide to, you know, where, we, where we decide to go as an, as, as an organization. Um, you know, so I've, I've been, you know, contacting uh, and, and been, and, and like, like a lot of people in the administration and sort of just getting the name of Rutgers Esports uh, on their desk, sort of uh, making them understand that we are a, we, we are, we're an organization that you know, deserves uh, the, the love and attention of Rutgers because of how much we provide for the university in terms of, you know, PR and, and just the, and the community aspect and student life. Um, and so far that's, that's been pretty successful, I'd say. Uh, we've, had, we've had tons of engagement, even in an online setting and the university has definitely taken notice as to how much we've been doing uh, for, for the student life and, you know, bringing the and maintaining the engagement that students need especially in an online setting so yeah what 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 does a day look like for you and your Rutgers team uh obviously things have changed from pre pre-pandemic to now but what is it what does a regular day look like for you guys um well a lot of our a lot of our time is spent planning for uh for our events because while we do have three main events every semester we do have uh just you know, we, we do have events that are scattered throughout like smaller scale ones, especially with in partner with the new land center that we just got. Um, that has a, an entirely different team. Um, but I, I'm also a part of both the, the land center and also Rutgers esports. Um, and we're working towards creating the the Rutgers, the esports as a brand at Rutgers and making it a, a much bigger thing um, than just have it be dedicated to uh, to just the club. Um, so a lot of the times we're, we're spent organizing events um, and just keep talking with the different game clubs underneath our umbrella and as well as collaborating with other uh, other organizations at the university too. I know we've done some things with the chess club. We've done some things with some other um, uh, some other like STEM groups like USAC of uh, university computer science, uh, Rutgers University computer science clubs and mm -hmm. a bunch of that. Yeah. So. How, how much? So, so, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was uh, I, I, was, I was gonna say, how much has that changed from like, can you compare what those days look like pre-COVID and now, obviously we're a year into this pandemic, since it was declared a pandemic, like what was it like before uh, COVID and what was it like after? What, what, are those, what are those changes like? Yeah, so all of our events obviously had to go under massive changes. Um, there, you know, I, I, I made the decision uh, last year actually to cancel all in-person events before the university did so because I did not want to support having an in-person event during a pandemic. Um, so we had um, originally like during the, during the, when we were all in person still, 
we had to plan for events that would that would occur like in-person venues like the student center we actually uh, rented out the Rutgers Athletic Center, where all the basketball games are played, had the jumbotron and everything. It was, it was fantastic, but um, we couldn't do that this time around. So, you know, we we all had to move our meetings and everything all online um, and figure out how to adapt the organization to an all online setting. And thankfully, for the nature of esports, video games, you know, a lot of it is online. The transition is definitely a lot easier than I'm sure a lot of other uh, student organizations are have been faced with. So. I'm very, very lucky to have such an organization like that. Johnny, you could go ahead because um, you said you had a question. And I know the police are running around, so you better make it fast. They're on to you, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that. But my question was, you spoke about the events. And obviously, with the transition from person events at the student center or things like that now to more virtual setting, I believe you guys ran a 24-hour stream, right? So uh, talk about kind of like that challenges of doing that event and kind of uh, what it entails and, and kind of what the future looks like as we kind of move out of the pandemic era. Yeah, so the 24-hour live stream is uh, called It's Just a Game. We host that every spring. Uh, it's our charity live stream, which we partner with uh, Extra Life. They're a, they're a nonprofit organization where you donate to the organization and uh, the proceeds go towards a children's hospital of your choice. Oh, wow. uh, yep, so we've, um, it was definitely a challenge because typically we have the 24-hour live stream um, and 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 we'd, it'd just be not ongoing on a single on a single location, um, and you know we'd, we'd cycle in who's streaming at a time. The challenge this time is the fact that we had to have multiple people streaming from multiple different locations, and different and you know different games and everything. Uh, and getting the coordination for that was definitely a challenge. But we had a very very fantastic broadcasting uh, team to really make that happen. Among that, um, we managed to raise. I believe, I believe the exact number was $2,380 when it's a big deal because um, previously we've broken all previous records and the because um, the, the event, the 24 hour live stream was usually accompanied with an in-person event on campus mm -hmm. and we'd, we'd take donations both online and in person. But being just 100% online, we managed to break pre all previous records uh, set forth from the event. Um, so it's, it's, just, it's just been a fantastic success overall. Can you give advice on how to do a 24-hour stream? Because me, Johnny, our producer, Joel, we try to do a, and Elijah, we try to do a 24-hour stream when 2K21 came out. Woof, that was, a, that, was, that, was, that was tough. That was tough to pull off. I don't know what advice you could give and other people that try to do it. Uh, how, how do you guys pull that off? Well, it's, it's endurance for the, for the most part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it takes a lot in order to have the, the stream energy and constantly engaging with what's happening in the game rather than just you know, zoning out, sitting there and, and, and staring at the screen, like, like many, like it's what we're used to playing video games. But uh, among that, like we did not uh, stick to a single game. We had, we had different like shifts. we had different stream blocks about like three or four hours each. So, and we had like multiple different streamers to take on different um, blocks of the stream, just to keep it interesting, have a little bit of variety. Um, and overall, just, you know, uh, just, just have, just make sure everyone's is, is was refreshed. I, I did the beginning segment and the ending se uh, ending segment of the stream. Uh, I, of course, played Halo at the end. <laughs> and, uh, I, I started off playing some Minecraft and then um, and there's a bunch of other games in the team, like uh, like some some people play Sonic. I know there was a, a Rocket League stream, I think, and uh, we had a League of Legends tournament during the time as well. So uh, we had we had the variety. We had multiple different people just so that it's not all down to a few people that have to keep the stream going for 24 hours because 
that's just not possible for, or, I mean, it's, it's possible, but it's not a, it's, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard. <laughs> yeah, we did it all wrong. We played one game with three people rotating positions to play the game. It was just not, not it. Doing like six, eight hour okay. shifts was, uh, it was, it was rough. So next time, multiple different games, multiple users, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. Definitely, yeah. It didn't work out too because we played we played two K and I'm using Kobe and Kobe's obviously on the cover and the guy gets injured like it was an epic <laughs> catastrophe I was like I can't do anything with that um all right let's get back to you enough about us your team as the Rutgers esports is so what makes Rutgers your team so unique you guys are student run tell me how like how unique that is and what that looks like yeah so we have been student run uh, since since we started uh, the the entire organization is 100% student run there's no as soon as you graduate, you can't be an officer anymore. That's why I'm I'm about to leave because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm about to graduate. Um, so, you know, it's 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 definitely difficult for you know, because we have to juggle the responsibilities of our home life, school, especially since we're students first, of course. And we emphasize that that you know we have a we have a system in place where if you know you have a if you have a GPA below a certain number, um, you we recommend that you don't be an officer because we understand that your obligations should be with being a student first and foremost. Uh, and it's it's just it's it's very hard. But you know what the the passion that the, I've seen in the officers that I I lead that have in this organization is very very special because they truly believe in esports and making a community that tons of people can enjoy. Yeah, that that's that's what it is. It's 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 the love that they have for the organization, and it's all volunteer as well. We're, we're, we put our own time into it. We're not, you know, we're not typically paid, um, but we're we're trying to change that. We're trying to change that because nice. there's a lot of work. We're, there's a lot of work that the officers put into the organization that I, I I frankly believe that they should be paid. It's 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 great, but um, as of right now, it's pretty much all volunteer. Mm. Uh you, you you mentioned it there. You're 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 on the verge of graduating. I know like that's that's got to be a big change for you because you've been with this team for such four years. Talk about your run at Rutgers, how much you've grown and like what 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 are you what are you gonna miss about it? Yeah, I mean, Rutgers was you know it, it, it's the one thing that that Rutgers did very well was uh, a student life. Um, it was you know it was very active. There's always an event going on every week. You know, some club was doing something. Rutgers Esports definitely had something going on all the time, and always had a very large, um, you know, very large attendance to all of them. I mean, I, I mean, we had a, a th over a thousand people at our a last in-person event, um, and you know, it's the, the the fact that I was able to have you know interact with a very very thriving community uh, at the university. That's what I'll miss the most at Rutgers. Um, it's, it's just all the people that I met, such a variety of individuals, and overall, it was a very fantastic experience that I, I'm thankful to have been a part of. As a fellow, you know, uh, on campus slash like bigger school graduate, like I miss my, the, the student life the most as well. And I think something that always will be something that I will learn for because I think people who don't understand it, they haven't been there. Like it's just like you're around these people for so long, and you kind of even necessarily know them, know them, but you still kind of acknowledge them and they're coming together and you grow up together. So it's, it's, a, it's a great journey. I'm happy that you've been able to, to get this far, obviously as a Rutgers esports officer and then obviously in your work in the classroom as well. So that's a big congratulations to you, Seth. Thank you, thank you.
Yeah, and I'm feeling that now with my school. Like um, my, when I was going for my bachelor's, it was very independent, but now it's a program and everyone, yeah. knows, everyone knows each other, especially because of Zoom, so you can't run away. So it's uh, <laughs> you, you run into everybody. So uh, it's, it's it'll be different when my time comes as well. Um, do you have any moments or stories that stand out on your in your time with Rutgers? They're like, wow, that was that's got to be one of my favorite times that uh, that you always remember. Oh, well, funny esports story. You know, I'm sure there's always some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. funny. Um, man, where, where do I uh, where, where do I pick? <laughs> you know, um, there was one. Uh, it was one officer. Uh, it, was, it was a really sweet moment. There was there was one officer of uh, um who was a uh, who was very very hard worker in in the in the organization. Um, it was actually her birthday and it was the same day as our, as our, um, event for Scarlet, uh, for Scarlet Classic. Um, and, you know, while, while she was busy, like helping clean up and everything packed away, uh, a few of us had snuck out, got a cake and everything and, and surprised her at the back door with a, with a, with a happy birthday because, you know, to, to celebrate, uh, you know, the, the special day for her. So nice. that was, uh, it was, it was, it was, um. It was it was very fun. It just it, it out that part showed me that you know we 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 all we all are are there for each other. We're all big one, you know, one big family and everything. And if you're and if for the Rutgers esports team, if you guys are listening, I think he just gave you a clue what to get him before he leaves. Get cake, get the cake, and get it going. <laughs> You recently, you, you just talked about it. Talk, you talk about the Scarlet Classic. First of all, explain that what it is to the viewers, because uh, I feel like you could explain it better than us. And why did you guys make that return to Scarlet Classic? Yeah, so Scarlet Classic is our flagship event of not only the spring semester, but the, the, the entire school year. Scarlet Classic is when we have, we host in-house uh, tournaments for all the different games that we, um, that, that's, un, that's under our umbrella. And we invite different schools from around the area uh, typically, but also since it's online, we've managed to extend it to, you know, further out, a few states away. Uh, we had we completed we had we invited a school from Florida to actually come to compete, um, and we usually have prizes, have sponsorships going, giveaways from a bunch of different companies, um, and oh, and just tons of prize money as well, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 our it's 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 our biggest event and we try to make it so this is the event where we were for the first time we managed to rent out the entire Rutgers athletic center back in 2019 yeah back in 20, spring of 2019 um and that was uh you know that that was very very there was a lot of there was a lot of work because you know we had to get everything working with the jumbotron uh got to set up the venue get everything down and uh, it was it was it definitely felt like a like a like a sports conference for sure yeah, at the stadium. Yeah. Uh, do you have any like last? Uh, obviously, you're leaving, so I'm assuming you're graduating at the end of May because that's when most colleges graduate. Uh, when most people graduate during May. Yeah. Do you have any like last um, things that you want to like do, or last things that you have pl in plans that you want to do before you leave the Rutgers? Like any games that you guys are trying to add to your to your uh, organization or anything like that? What other last minute plans are you trying to work on before departing? Um, regarding games, uh, I mean, I know my competitive director is actually interested in starting a 2K team for us. Hey, so, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2K to Rockers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So once once we get a, get a roster going, uh, we might see it next year as soon as, soon as fall. Yeah. Um, I, I think we just broke some yeah. news. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're still working on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right. But, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you. Yeah. Off. Oh yes. But but as far as last. Um, Last plans. Uh, I mean, of course, there's a lot of internal things I want to take care of. You know, I want to I want to rewrite the some of the internal like some of the, our policies and 
get and I also have a few conversations with the administration regarding the future of the organization and what plan to do um, in you know in, in the future and hopefully get some more support. I mean, this year they've 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 warmed up to us. They've funded uh, the Rutgers Student Centers and Activities have funded our events this year, despite um, you know all a pandemic. But they recognize that we were able to host events and have that student engagement, which is something that of course that student centers and activities would really want. So uh, hopefully, um, I hope to leave the leave on a good note with the administration and transition very well to uh, my successor and keep the conversations going. So you mentioned it there is a great lead in, um, Seth. Uh, talk about your successor. So talk about kind of uh, what you see in him or her uh, that they're qualified to take the role now and, and how do you think they'll do in the, in the job uh, once you're gone? Yeah, so the, the candidate, uh, his name is Alex Her. He was my vice president um, and throughout, throughout this year. And he served as my my right hand man. Uh, he was fantastic, fantastic, um, you know, at, at his job. And there were times where I felt like 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 he was uh, he was doing more than me, and I'd be like, "Hey, man, you're making me look bad here." <laughs> you know? But uh, but I I think he has you know he's he's more knowledgeable of the esports community than I am for sure. Uh, he 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 led the he led the charge when when we were um, when we got affiliated with Cloud Nine. Um, he he was he was there. Uh, he's definitely like been the first to you know hey we should jump on this we should do this and all these fantastic opportunities with the organization he organized a lot of the uh, a lot of the events that we have especially because he was also part of the land center team with me um as a as the events manager so uh, he's he's took he's taken the charge there he's been um he's been at the forefront in restructuring a lot of the organizations with me uh, me him and our hr director we got together and you know try and try and I've been doing a lot of changes to how this team structure works within the organization and so far it's been nothing but a success and I, you know, he's been taking a lot of the initiative on that, you know, attending every committee meetings like from the different teams and uh, just taking all that into account. And yeah, I, I think there's no better person to lead the org than him. Nice, nice. Shout out. So, so congratulations, Alex, here on making that making that transition. It should uh, should be very. Hopefully, we'll bring him on the show. You know, I think we'll <laughs> bring Alex on the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, after you after you graduate, uh, what what do you have any plans? And also, what are, what do you what degree are you graduating with too? Yeah, I'm I'm grad. I have a dual degree graduating in computer science and information technology. Um, right right after graduation, I'm actually getting my master's right now. I have a year left and uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll graduate with it in May of 2022 from an accelerator program. Uh, so I've been taking grad courses this year. So yeah, right after, right after graduation, I mean, uh, I hopefully um, plan to work in the information security space. Uh, I don't plan to particularly work in esports uh, at the moment because I want mm -hmm. to apply my skills elsewhere for now. But I do, you know, hopefully plan to return sometime in the future after I get some experience in a different industry yeah. and hopefully bring that to esports wherever I can. Mm. Wow. That's, yeah, that's really interesting. I tried to do computer science and information technology as a major when I first got it to, woo, my first semester was god awful. I, I'm not, <laughs> I did good in one class, the other class, I was terrible. Like it was, it was, it was an abomination. I was, I was, it was in there and out of there. But, um, yikes. Do you have a, do you, uh, so when you are, are you, obviously I'm assuming you're going to be looking over at Rutgers. Like, what do you, what do you think? What, what do you, uh, what about Rutgers? Like, are there any goals for the school like that you have in mind that you, that you emphasize with them as you leave? Like, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. You should, guys should try to do this or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, regarding Rutgers esports, the one thing that I want 
uh, more than anything for, for Rutgers Esports or just Esports at Rutgers in general is a varsity program. So students can get scholarships for Esports. I know a lot of other schools are doing it. I think University of Miami does it. Um, you know, and, and tons of tons of schools do it. And if we're going to pride ourselves as the biggest collegiate esports organization on the East Coast, we should definitely have a varsity program for esports. But I think those conversations are closer and closer to happening as we go along, especially after this year. So yeah, can you talk about like how significant that is? Because we had Kurt Melcher, who's from Rob Morris University, is like one of the first schools to uh, give people scholarships. Talk about how significant that is, and like not only for the school but for the esports uh, or industry as a whole. Yeah, I mean, the, the you know, having scholarships for esports is just it, it would be a, such an important milestone because it attracts students of another uh, of another demographic of another interest rather than just having scholarships for academics or sports. Not to say those aren't any any you know less important, but it it gives students like it gives students like a sort of reward for talents elsewhere that should be recognized you know a lot of video games promote teamwork promote coordination promote all these sorts of things in much a similar way that you know traditional sports may you know may do except doesn't really rely on the more physical aspect meaning it can apply to students who you know who may not have the ability to you know play sports like people have asthma disabilities handicapped in any other way um so i think esports is just a more accessible way for students to be more engaged and having a vars having a varsity program that provides scholarships is just another way to recognize that and a way for esports to really be put on the map and be more than just video games than what it's been viewed as, as for the past decade or so when you were naming all those things that like hey if you can't play real sports you had a uh, disability thing like that i i was just gonna say i was gonna add on just say robinson perez because i can't do any of that so i just it's not it's not for me but um um just a couple more questions and they'll wrap up um do you, uh, we obviously, me and Johnny, we teach kids about esports. We have, we actually teach kids about your school. We tell them about what you guys do and we tell them about other colleges as well for high school and college. What, what can you, what can you tell the kids in to get into esports or to get into uh, clubs like what you guys do or, and possibly as a career as well? Yeah. I mean, um, well, a lot of people have the misconception that to be, be in esports, you got to be good at the game. And I can tell you for sure, that's certainly not me. <laughs> you, you, you definitely don't have to be amazing at the game. If you, if you want to be a main competitive player, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe. I've seen some players, though, at some games, and, and I, I'm pretty sure I could do better. But <laughs> that aside, you know, <laughs> esports has a lot of different areas in it that you know, it, it attracts a lot of different skills from different people. It, you know, you can get into esports as a graphic designer. Our, our graphic design team at Records Esports has been, has nonstop worked and done, you know, done a phenomenal job at what they do, making our flyers for events, promotional material, social media posts. You know, social media coordination is also another thing. Um, you know, te technology too. You know, people pursuing STEM. You know, we had we we've had a whole team. You know, developing our our Discord bot that manages a server of three thousand people. You know, and um, and also are developing our website and everything, um, and recently a, a recent project for uh, for a database for inventory and everything. You know, so getting into esports is not just me video games. There's a lot of different skills that is yeah, that's imperative to have, especially like like events events coordination. I think is the biggest one. You know, being able to handle events, uh, you know, coordinate how to how to organize everything. Being just being a good organizer. I think you can get into esports just fine. Yeah, we 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 teach that in our courses where we've told them you don't necessarily need to be a professional gamer. If that's not your 
your your your outlook or your career path, that's fine. It's just other things within the, the space itself that are very valuable you know, that people need, organizations need, you know, that organization, social media coordinators, uh, executives, like these are different roles and, and opportunities that most of uh, these students we work with who are in middle school, just getting into high school, that they're like, okay, like I think I can do that. And you definitely can. So um, gaming is definitely a big part of the esports space for sure. Like you said, it's so much more uh, nuanced than that than just you know, typically just gaming. You know, there's other things happening around the space, and you know, people like Phase Clan, Hunter Thieves, you guys, uh, Rutgers yeah. Esports can't operate just with gamers. You know, you need to have people around right. them to kind of you know push them to get to where they need to go and build the brand of, of esports or school or organization. Right. The irony is that despite running a video game organization. I haven't had time to play video games for a very long time. <laughs> it's just like, if you want to see me, just catch me on Halo. That's it. That's it. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. it. Um, yeah. Anything, um, before we wrap up, is there anything that we missed or didn't bring up that you want to bring up before we uh, let you go? No, I, I think we covered a lot. You know, it's, it's, we, we covered everything. It's, yeah, I, I've, I mean, I'm overall, I'm just happy with where the org is going and uh, I'm, I'm glad that it's being recognized. So he's so basically Johnny's saying Rutgers esports to the moon, like they say with Dodge Coinies. That's what he's projecting. Right now. But, uh, <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Seth Santos, uh, how can how can the people find you? Uh, well, um, LinkedIn, of course. I'm I'm on there. Just search me up, and and you'll see someone with the uh, Rutgers esports uh, experience on there. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I don't I don't really do a lot of uh, a lot of Twitch streaming like back in the day or or YouTube or anything, unfortunately. Um, hadn't had, I hadn't exactly had the time to, but I'm, I am in a lot of the records esports videos. So if you search records esports on YouTube, I'll be in there. Check out records esports on Instagram and Twitter as well. See what, what else is cooking up as Alex Hurt takes the reins. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the reaching and teaching podcast. Thank you so much Seth, uh, for joining us. It's been a really fun yes. interview. We learned, uh, we learned a lot about you and congratulations on graduating and your four years with Rutgers. It's really what you guys have going on is really cool, especially for us uh, people at the East Coast. We're local here, so it's really it's really amazing to see what you guys have been doing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, CIE right, so, Sports. Thanks, man. And hopefully one day CIE Sports, Rocky Sports collaboration, you know, in person once COVID is yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. We'll, we'll see how it happens in the future. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. John is always trying to link people together. I like hey, it. Hey, man. <laughs> I want to see the campus. I've never been to Rutgers, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna need a car for that one, Johnny. <laughs> it's in Jersey. It's gonna train. Fine. Yeah, you're right, but it's <laughs> car still good. All right, so that'll do it. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Reaching the Teacher podcast. Check us out wherever you find your podcast: Anchor, Sp uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube now, so you can get to see our face. You get to see, uh, you get to see Seth's cool hair. You get to see that look, that whole thing. You get to see his whole fit and the whole shebang. You get to see it all. I just realized my my the, the Rutgers Esports logo on my jacket was there. You go, good flex. Good flex. Show it off. We're gonna have to use that as a picture. Um, all right, that'll do it, guys. And take care. Stay tuned for more episodes. See you guys and have a great day. Wow.